Sweet. Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and joining me today, I've got uh, two fellas uh, that uh, play a lot of music together. Um, one of them um, is a pianist, um, lyricist, and composer uh, who goes by Father Sky. Uh, he dropped a song earlier this April. It's called See Me. Um, and also, uh, I have um, a drummer who um, also uh, plays with uh, gigs a lot uh, throughout the music scene and has played with uh, a lot of different artists. So, um, Anthony and Avi, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Oh, yes. Um, Anthony, comfortable? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> just, there's just one toenail that's bothering me. Bite it off, baby. <laughs> I got it. Let's, let's see of. those tootsies, dude. I'm not bite it off. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. If this, if this were a video podcast, I might, I might be tempted. It is video. You knew that, right? Oh, well, I, I already clipped it, so... Okay. I will Venmo you $50 to show us your feet right now, Anthony. <laughs> I don't think you would. I wouldn't. You I'll caught show you. you me anyway. <laughs> oh, no. Damn. Man, we got the celebrity appearance of Anthony. So, wow. Oh, shit. That's better photos. They want to pay me for photos of my feet. I am 100% down. Um, there's, def- there's a market for that. Any amount. <laughs> there, there, it is 2020. There, there is, in fact, seed. I should actually. There is a market for that, indeed. Dude, I would totally do that, man. <laughs> I should definitely start doing that because I got no shame accepting money for pictures of my feet. I think that's fair. <laughs> well, anyway, um, well, anyway, yes. Yeah. Uh, how? Yeah. So, guys. We'll start with uh, how have your days been? Uh, Anthony, how was your day? Good. I woke up, went to Interval, got some coffee with my roommate. Got some, it was, uh, was it Pilcrow Coffee there? I love yeah, it. I was lick, feeling lickety split. I, I went to, I went to Trader, no, I went to Home Depot. I wanted to get a plant. I didn't like any of the plants there, but I did get some outdoor perennials for half off six junkus plants not too bad Plant not too bad in the spring hey that ain't too shit hey, and then i went <laughs> i went to aldi because i also heard they had plants they didn't have any plants but i got some cheese there they have good cheap cheese and then i went to trader joe's cheese. and bought more food a little bit of this a shopping cheese. Day. <laughs> it's a little bit of cheap cheese anthony your day sucks i i i hate <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's and then I took a full carload. I took a carload of stuff that we were trying to sell to rummage sale to Goodwill, including a chrome-plated uh, fondue set. But let's be honest, man, it ain't real chrome. <laughs> <laughs> why is this man? Why is this man living his life like he's the most interesting man in the universe? <laughs> what if i told you i was one drop of the universe in a in an interesting man wow yeah, man, you've had this colorful ass day thank you for blessing us with your presence baby pretty good day oh i made a cucumber salad with feta 
and apple and parsley and chives. This is a terrible, I know this is a terrible palate, palate combination, but it all eh, chives, parsley, apple, it all works, but it's not ideal. Ideally, it would have been feta, cucumber, mint, and that would have been it. Why is that? Maybe the apple would be cool too. Well, I'm not even over here making Eh, my own salads. Normalized food combinations. I don't know. I just um, like simple bim slim bam. I've I've gotten (laughs) this bad habit in my life of like putting too many things in salads. So I try to simplify my salads these days. The salad, the salad needed a little boom, a little bam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whole bunch of onomatopoeias. Yeah, a little tahini, a little tahina. Tahina, yeah, that's how you say it. Tahina, yeah. Tahina. Um, that's, how the, that's how Persians say it. The fantastic sauce, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Avi, so good. Avi, how was your day? My day was great. Uh, so... It was raining in the morning. It was a little bit dreary, but once there, you know, there was some sun that shined for just a little bit. And I actually, I was fortunate enough to see a rainbow. So I actually, once I saw that that rain, by the way, Oh, beautiful. Well, that's weird because I actually, I followed the rainbow and I, uh, I actually, I got to the other side. There's a, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. Father Sky sent you that. Yeah. yeah. Was there a pot of gold? Was there? <laughs> there is actually a gold thing of with pot in it. Actually, the opposite. Oh, maybe the inverse of that. <laughs> yeah, and it was like a leprechaun, except he was just like you could tell this dude never worked, and he actually wasn't short. He was actually like five eight, and he weighed like three hundred pounds. <laughs> and he wasn't really jolly. Was five eight is short. He was probably he was probably like, buddy, what the hell do you want? <laughs> exactly. And he was actually a rabbi too, which is even weirder. And he was like, oh. "Are you circumcised?" And I'm like, "Whoa, back off, buddy!" Yeah. <laughs> I just followed this. I just want some wow. of this gold. <laughs> so, wow. what kind of podcast is this? Um, that's a good question. I don't even. I think you guys have kind of warped my perception of what it was before. <laughs> um, but no. Um, yeah, you're a Mr. Nice Guy. Hope we we don't lose funding. <laughs> Dude, I'm not getting paid. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've been, but well, hopefully one day. Eventually. Yes. But no, what we talk about in Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. Beautiful. And uh, uh, no, I interview um, various Milwaukee creatives and artists to talk about what they do and why they do it. And uh, I've seen uh, um, both of you guys uh, out at shows. Um I've seen um, uh, Anthony here play his father Sky at uh, the the lovely Circle A Cafe in the brief uh, period. Is of that 20... where I met you? Yeah, it was. It was. And it, dude, it was, that was so. It was like the brief period of 2020 where like shows were still like a thing, and that feels like such a. Mm-hmm. Uh, very um distant uh period for sure yeah yeah man glad we got to do that gig though that was really cool because uh that was um eston bennett and abdu yeah yeah played and that was super awesome yeah yeah man those fuckers need to come over and play with me 
I've been bugging them ever since. Hey, fuckers, go that play gig. with them. <laughs> hey, fuckers. <laughs> I use a lot of expletives. And sometimes it's like the code, like depending on who I'm around, like I'll use expletives. And most people realize it's an, in a, it's an endearing thing. Some people are just like older and it uh, deeply of profoundly offended when I expletives. Um, even even from a place of joy. Yeah, I I, I only really <laughs> like I only really throw like um, expletives around language. Like, you, I don't know. I feel like it's pretty easy. It's you you catch on pretty quickly, like whether or not someone is down with the expletives or not. Oh, yeah. It's kind of just like a you know yeah. the, vibe, the vibe you down get with the e. <laughs> Well, I'll just say I'm highly uncomfortable right now. So, yeah. Avi, you might have to get off. <laughs> <laughs> no, Avi, I think this is the funniest I'll, uh, thing. I'll come over there and get more. <laughs> Let's do it. Anthony, I didn't realize how funny you are. <laughs> You're a pretty funny guy. Um, but um, no, you just you keep mean, funny. What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> the good fellas yeah funny like a clown like i'm here to amuse you yeah <laughs> but abby you and i have kind of a funny random ass connection thanks to this jewish geography and it's that your grandmother knows my aunt sally yeah that's right far out <laughs> so dude so far out I, she was dude i was in a car <laughs> with your grandmother one time and my aunt was there and i was just with these old jewish ladies for like a whole afternoon <laughs> not my grandma's chill dude she's cool oh yeah um but um that was so whack and it's only only from jewish geography does that happen you know oh yeah dude jews oh. i'm gonna sit this one out <laughs> But, no, Abby, I remember, but the first time I ever knew of you, though, was when we knew you were a Jew at UWM, and my fraternity really wanted to rush you really badly. Oh, um, yeah. But What? <laughs> well, I was in a Jewish fraternity, and uh, we look for uh, Jews on campus that were uh, cute, interested in joining, and uh, Abby was not interested. Yeah, I was not. I I. Just wasn't not my bag. Alex Seinfeld was in the fraternity, and he plays in Pineapple Migraine, a band I, you guys might know. I played with him a couple times, once or twice. He's a good dude. He's a great dude. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to him. Um, but yeah, so you guys, um, I mean, so we'll. I want to. We'll talk more about like what you guys are doing now. But um, Anthony, we'll start with you here. Um, are you from Milwaukee? <laughs> I am not. I am from Port Washington, Wisconsin, which is just north of Milwaukee. So I was literally born in Port Washington in what is now a old folks home. And then I left there in fourth grade. I moved about 20 minutes northwest of Port Washington to Fredonia, Wisconsin, which is out the country there and lived there for about six years. Then I moved back to Port Washington, and then I moved down to 
Milwaukee in 2012 uh, to go to school. I see. Um, and did you study music at UWM? No, I wanted to, but by the time uh, my second year, the end of my second year, I went to talk to them about being a music major. And um, I could have tested out of all the theory and all that stuff, but uh, the, the thing that kept me from doing a degree in music there was the simple infuriating detail that you could not take. So you had to take two years of jazz piano lessons and you had to take two years of classical piano lessons and you could not take them simultaneously. You had to do two years of one and then two years of another, which is a crock of shit. And I, I implore you to share this interview with UWM. I'll post anyway, it. I'm always it right on their page, dude. I'm gonna forever be salty toward them because it would have been really cool to have been doing a music major, um, but yeah, they wouldn't let me do both at the same time, which is so fucking stupid. Pardon me. That, uh, is, that is that is pretty bullshit. It's like they they it's I don't understand. It's like they want to pretend that jazz and classical are two different things. It's like right. no, they're not. Um, anyway. Yeah, so I ended up studying anthropology and Mandarin Chinese, which was actually way cooler. And, yeah. uh, you know, everything is perfect. So it's cool. There you go. Yeah. Um, when when did you, um, so um, when like was, what was your first instrument? Was it piano? Um, yeah, my dad bought me a guitar when I was like seven. And my brother, my older brother, who actually started playing guitar after I started playing piano, um, he got angry at me one day and smashed my guitar. And, and then my dad bought me a keyboard, I think, that following Christmas. So, Damn. yeah. Yeah. Did you guys know that Christmas is actually Santa's birthday? <laughs> it probably is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's yeah it's it's like every major culture's birthday of whatever savior they have. Exactly, but, people love Santa, dude. He kills it. Dude, Santa just drives a sleigh of reindeer that are tripping balls on mushrooms, <laughs> and he comes down their chimneys. And he yeah. hangs out with a bunch of little people that play with toys all year. Yeah, oh, yeah. there's a there's a great Joe Rogan podcast about the um, roots of Abrahamic religion coming out of mystery schools founded in uh, like use of hallucinogenic mushrooms. And they talk about Christmas. Also, Miss Claus, she's yeah. badass. <laughs> Queen. Yeah. So, Bobby, um, where are you from? I'm from Minneapolis. Born in Minneapolis. <laughs> Sorry, uh, grew, up, grew up here in Milwaukee. Hmm. That's when'd, it. When did you move here? So actually, we moved, I moved from Minneapolis, like right after 9-11-ish, late 2001 to Grand Forks, North Dakota, actually. My uh, parents are like looking for an adventure. My dad got a, he's a graphic designer, got a gig at um, the University of North Dakota in like the NASA program. So he was like doing design for them. That was like while I was in K-5 first grade. And then we moved to Milwaukee in 2003 or four. 
and have been here since. Dope. Yeah. Awesome. Um, when did you, uh, cause you're, um, what you're primarily a drummer, correct? Yeah. I, I only, I tell people I'm a drummer. I can like futz around on a bunch of stuff, but I perform and gig as a, a drummer. Sure. So um, when did you start playing? I started playing. I got my first pair of sticks when I was like eight years old, but music was always around the house. My mom is a musician and I said, my dad uh, is an artist. So there was like always creativity and music going on. I actually think I got a guitar and guitar lessons when I was like five. So that was like my introduction to like reading notes and stuff. Um, you cool? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> He's laughing at me. Uh, you picking your toes? I'm clipping my toenails. That's awesome. Are they Dude, really long? Is... Just... No. <laughs> They're not. It just really what? looks really funny. Do you ever like clip off like a really big piece and then like bend it in between your fingers? <laughs> you should try that. Twiddle it? <laughs> I, just, it. <laughs> I just know exactly what he's doing, like out of frame. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I actually uh, used to have a lot of ingrown toenails when I was a child. And so my doctor actually destroyed the cell bed in my toe, on the side of my toe. So the side of my toe, big toenail doesn't grow back, which makes it really awful it like grows over the dead toe bed <laughs> if anyone ever wants more detail <laughs> i have good rates oh you can do a private call and you can venmo me or cash at me or whatever, you're in, whatever you need need to get okay what do they what do they call that uh retail therapy if anyone needs to call me and look at my toes <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. Oh, all right. I can't wait till I'm famous later this year and this shit comes out on the internet. Yeah, this is going to be the one that it's going to take me gonna down. Make, it's going to make me famous too. It's just going to be a, yeah. For all know. the reasons I didn't want to be. Um, it's okay. You'll get paid. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to look at it. Avi, sorry, I'm sorry. What were You're, you saying no, earlier? No, it's all good. No, I, I started playing drums when I was eight years old, basically. And before that, I was like super into hip hop and electronic music when I was really little. And then uh, just like kind of clicked. Yeah. Wait, like, what do you mean you were into hip hop when you were little? What when I was define, define hip hop and define little. Okay. I remember being like five or six years old and spending like hours on the computer just watching like usher and ludicrous videos and like snoop dog um anthony so when um so you you were talking about um earlier that your brother smashed your guitar and so yeah. you got a keyboard i probably uh, did something terrible to him so i probably deserved it oh yeah you, you ate the last gogurt or something it was definitely probably something like that because yeah. i was a dream for i was a dreamy little brother but i was probably really annoying but anyway <laughs> continue yeah when did kind of like songwriting become um a, a creative outlet for yourself um 
I think around uh, fifth grade. I think I wrote some songs starting in fifth grade. Um, I got super. So my first, my first love was the Backstreet Boys. Um, and funny enough, speaking back to your early love of hip hop, Avi, it's funny. One Christmas, my mom bought me a cassette of. She intended on buying me a Backstreet Boys cassette, but she accidentally bought Blackstreet. <laughs> and i i didn't listen to it i i had to take it back because i was like it's like what is this <laughs> um but i often wonder where i would be now had i kept that cassette and listened to it at that age had i gotten into black music like at the age of eight versus a little later um but anyway i was super into the backstreet boys and then i discovered uh paul mccartney which led me to the Beatles. And then I hung out in the McCartney school slash Beatles school for like a while, like five years. Wait, you found out about uh, Paul before you found out about the Beatles? Yeah, my dad, uh, my dad had the Ram album, the Paul and Linda McCartney album, uh, Ram, which is uh, I think his second release after he left the Beatles following McCartney one. I think it's a great record, but yeah, I discovered that first, not actually knowing that it was him. I didn't know like that he was like in, in the Beatles, but then I discovered uh, the Beatles music through my godfather. And uh, yeah, I was just pretty much obsessed with the Beatles for a long time. And it's still like Paul McCartney's like my, my homie. So yeah. And then, and then, but the cool thing is that my main, the, my first main departure into, I hate the term world music, but like, for instance, I discovered Ravi Shankar through the Beatles via George, George Harrison. And I discovered Billy Preston through my love of the Beatles and Billy Preston is just, he led me into the whole world of like black music in all the ways i mean that led to blues that led to jazz that led to i mean that and that just that's those are the floodgates so um yeah it's kind of cool yeah it's cool to think that you could discover all that kind of stuff through just listening to a paul mccartney record yeah absolutely it's uh <clears throat> you go down the rabbit hole um mm -hmm. for sure um and one artist like that can become your uh your gateway to a whole world of self-discovery. So that being said, so you started writing music when you were- <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. So that, I guess getting back to the songwriting thing, that that's what, I, I just, I went off on that tangent because I really started writing music in like fifth grade once I started listening to, I think the Beatles is what really made me start listening to music. Um, and funny enough, I, I knew they all did a bunch of drugs, but I wasn't doing drugs when I was fit, in fifth grade. Um, I had to Let's wait eighth grade. <laughs> um, but it was always funny because, like, you know, I, you would read in this like early internet days, and I would be like reading about like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and like trying to understand what LSD would be like. And I remember like closing my eyes, like being like, like, what, what does it feel like? And trying to play trippy sounds and like, 
I had this sample of the organ from Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and I would like play it and try to like go to that place they were at before having any experiences with drugs. So I don't know. I appreciate that kind of shit. That I totally did of. the same thing. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would watch those like those like visualizers that if you they're like the pattern <laughs> things that you stare at and then you like look and it like obscures your vision. When I was yeah. a camp when I was a camp counselor, I would show that to a bunch of kids and some kids would like it and some kids wouldn't. The kids that liked it, you could tell like <laughs> they like drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Songwriting. Um yeah. Started in fifth grade. When did you um start gigging? Um I started gigging offic- like very officially uh, when I was 15. My first gig was uh, in the summer at Summerfest, actually, on this thing called the Refugee Stage. I played um, there. Yeah, it was like one of the first years the Refugee Stage was out. And uh, that was one of my first gigs. Um, but then once I got my license, I started playing uh, at some coffee shop, a uh, coffee shop in port washington in a winery in port washington and i also started meeting older people that were better than me and gigging with them and it all has just sort of coalesced into the the path um real quick side note um so if you're from port uh do you know will frang yeah i saw him two weeks ago when i was in port getting coffee on my way out of town he walked past me and we talked for a moment i used to play with will a good friend of mine he's a sweetheart he's a good dude and his parents are really cool his parents are so dope hans is is hans his little brother hans right hans is cool too yeah um they um they played a little show a couple weeks ago and i oh sweet yeah i used to hang out at his house and uh eat food and stuff his his dad i hope his parents are really cool people early and I miss, I miss that family yeah that's a really nice family yeah, and my old roommate my old roommate who plays bass in neo caveman jeremy maroder he also knows the franks because julie uh gives him haircuts nice <laughs> fun little full circle <laughs> this is fun what you little, get for like trying to talk about t- music though like this is what you get fun little tidbit um well that's i like the tidbits that's that's what makes the show fun um so when did you become father sky whoever said i was father sky i've never said i was father sky everyone else says i'm father sky okay motherfucker Uh, no, I was playing a lot of trio gigs with John Christensen and Devin Dropka, and I started like bringing in some original music to play with them, uh, in addition to like standard jazz standard repertoire. And playing like singer songwriter music is kind of weird when you mix it in with sta- jazz standards because you'll be like, oh, and then be like, oh, one, two, three, four, you know, and it's just <laughs> like it's so it's like a weird, I don't, I don't really, um. If I'm going to play like jazz gig, like I just want to play jazz. I don't want to like play back and forth. It's just weird. Um, Even though I love, I love being eclectic, but jazz, jazz, uh, that vibe, I feel like deserves to be that vibe alone. But anyway, so um, that mindset sort of led me to start doing some gigs of original music 
um, I started working it out with them. And I had a song, I have a song called The Water Gospel that I haven't released yet. It's really old. I wrote it in the shower in like 2008. Um, but there's a line, there's a line in a song that says, uh, Father Sky and Mother Earth, give me life for what it's worth. And it's just like a little rhyme thing. But I just liked the name Father Sky. And my bass player, John, said something about like, just, just like be Father Sky. And I was like, huh. I thought about it and I don't know, I've always been bad at band names. So I just decided to go with that. I thought about doing, um, calling it like the Father Sky Ensemble. I didn't do that. It's just Father Sky. But my intent is to have a lot of little different projects with different names yeah. over the course of my career. So yeah, sure. Yeah, each but I don't really know. Each of which you can do something stylistically distinct yeah. to that's yeah, a nice way to mask yourself and get a get yourself out of yourself kind of thing yeah for sure so yeah uh, but um no i like to i like to say uh i like to say at gigs that are father sky gigs i like to introduce myself as anthony deutsch playing the music of father sky i just like fucking with people because like you don't have to say anything to anyone and they'll just start making up bullshit in their head because everyone's delusional you know like we'll just you give them give them enough time to sit with their in silence and they'll come up with some weird shit. So I like I like to prod at people subconscious, be like, you know, father's guy, be like, what does it mean? What does it what do you mean? Like, are you uh it's blasphemous? Like, no, you said that, not me. You're the heretic. You're the heretic. <laughs> are, are we here to see Father Sky, or is Father Sky here to see us? <laughs> I studied philosophy in college. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. took one semester of Eternal <laughs> Western. <laughs> Avi, let's turn it to you for a little bit. So, um. So since you kind of started playing drums, like, was that just something that um, once you got your first drum set, like it just became something you did in school that would evolve and like, how, how did it evolve for you? Uh, it started actually, I think first with dance. I always loved dancing and my parents signed me up for ballet when I was like five and that didn't <laughs> la last long, but like, I totally, I loved it. And then I think I just always, like moved to rhythm and then i don't remember what i think i was like playing on pots and pans and shit and then i got my first pair of drumsticks and lessons i remember getting the drumsticks and being like whoa this is cool and it just kind of stuck and then i think it became like kind of like an identifier for me something that i felt like i was good at and i just i kind of identified with it and then i started doing it in school and then i met some friends that were also passionate that are still playing and it just kind of went i don't know i've never seen you dance bro oh i dance but i but i love that i love that i didn't know that about you yeah what kind I, of dance was it it was ballet i and then i also liked like break oh, dance yeah. and stuff yeah but then, it was it didn't I last long love, name five, love to see you name five moves <laughs> um the tilt the uh, de jump. the croque monsieur, uh, <laughs> raclette, um, croissant. 
These are all <laughs> <wet>. <laughs> French French foods. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I would love I would love to see you in tights. That'd be we could set it up personally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would play the piano for you in a uh, a studio, and you can dance for me. Perfect. You can do some pirouettes. I could do that. Set up a couple of croque monsieurs. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. Yeah. One time I was in Nice, France, and we went to the this restaurant, and I was on my dumb shit about eating healthy, and all my friends ordered like delicious croque monsieur or whatever the fuck yeah. jambon. Yeah. And I got like a salad. Oh, Anthony, that kills me. Was it a yeah? Did it have cucumber and apples in it again? <laughs> I actually think cucumber sorry, and apples sound sorry. good. I'm, I'm sorry to make fun of the very delicious salad you had earlier. I'm just pouring water from my hydro flask into this little mug so that it looks cooler. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so, Avi, um, mm. when did you... So, you, you studied music, though, or did you do film? What'd, no, what'd you, actually... I'm an art school dropout. I studied graphic design for a couple of years. And mm. then I actually studied um, audio production and engineering at MATC for like a year. And then I got super deep into cooking. And that's kind of been like one of my main uh, money-making things right now. And also yeah. something where I see my path going. I just, I love food. I love cooking. <laughs> so you've, yeah, you've... Um experimented with uh, several different mediums it sounds like dude avi talk about pickling let's so hear it give I, let's give it the plug let's do it all right so pickler. what you're a pickler i'm the pickle daddy baby pickle daddy for okay. real i own the website i'm there's gonna be a site soon i've already done two runs selling all my fermented things went really well mm-hmm. kind of been slacking recently but i'm like always fermenting shit and I'd like to start selling it. I go by Pickle Daddy. That's my thing. Damn, what a... Avi's really good at it. He's really good. Oh, that's actually, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> what, what are, like, uh, the fundamentals of pickling? Like, how does it... <laughs> um, so it's, like, um, I know it's, like, vinegar, but, like, what else so- exactly? I don't do any, I have done vinegar pickles, but like, that's not my thing. So vinegar pickles are pickles, but pickling isn't necessarily with vinegar. I do like a, you know, sauerkraut and kimchi and sour pickles, you know, those, those are a form of uh, fermentation called lacto fermentation. And it relies on an environment that has like a specific salt ratio and no oxygen and basically the yeast and bacteria that live on and inside the veggies or fruits or whatever you're fermenting um it'll eat the sugar and it'll turn into lactic acid and <laughs> preserve it what's so funny about this anthony let's gonna say speaking of fermenting i just clipped another toenail off oh nice <laughs> no don't show <laughs> put it in the put it in your water dip your foot in the water cup no just a little soak <laughs> a little soaky yeah put on all your uh only the foot only fans bringing all the cash 
Um, what are um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so what are um, what are some things you're you're pickling right now? Uh, I actually don't have anything that's fermenting right now, but I think tomorrow you just got back from LA. I did. I was in LA for a week. Oh, dope. dope. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like exposing everything from. How dare you talk life. about me going to LA right now? That's <laughs> <laughs> no, all good. I I am gonna make tomorrow. I think I'm gonna do uh, fermented hot sauce with uh, serrano peppers <sighs> and I think kimchi paste, and we'll let that go uh, for a couple weeks, and then blend it and emulsify oh. oil into it so it's super creamy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh and baby. I'm gonna do a horseradish purple uh, sauerkraut <laughs> i think horseradish 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 uh and then i think i'm gonna do a came classic kimchi and then i'm gonna sell it oh yeah dude yeah well, uh, link me with that website once you uh once you make it so um, for sure i've got an instagram page oh dope i'll yeah. include it i'll include it in the description sweet at your pickle daddy your pickle daddy um great so anyway so you are so you are a food oriented drummer essentially we're both food oriented yeah i just want to be i want to be like a human and an artist and that means just (laughs) applying the creative process to like whatever i do and i'm passionate about food and i love music and to me it's all the same ways of thinking just different you know techniques and things like that but to me i try and view it all the same same with design or video i I really love like i'd like to get into acting i kind of writing a little bit of a that was acting right there (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i was just like trying to picture you in like a really serious role like a like a soap opera. I was gonna role. say I appreciate yeah. I appreciate what you said, Avi, about uh, applying the the creative process to every aspect of your life. Because, like every good artist I know is like that. Everything they do is 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 interesting. Um, and uh, uh, coming back to my background in uh, my undergraduate degree in anthropology, um, there's a lot of like I took a neuro a neuroanthropology class like. I don't want this to make, I don't want to make it sound like I know anything, but uh, it was a cool class. We talked about brain evolution in mammals and us. And one of the, one of the theories is that like one of the main reasons they think our brains developed to what they are now when they did, um, there's this theory about the role of play, play, um, play with, in regards to your environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and how that sort of led to some, I don't know, some sort of neuroelasticity that led to whatever the hell we call what this is now. Um, but that brings up all sorts of uh, things with improvisation too, just yeah. like how you relate to your environment. Because um, I know some people certainly do not relate to their environment creatively. Yeah, and, and if they're improvisers <laughs> and musicians, that that comes out. I know Da Vinci yeah. said... Da Vinci yeah. said about wine, like he always had to have a different, um, a different wine every time he drank, just to constantly vary his stimuli. Mm-hmm. And I think, like as an artist and just a human, to constantly 
be varying your stimuli and like if you're a musician to also or whatever you are to indulge in other um crafts i think will strengthen your main one it'll just like there's some musicians that you hear play and you know they're just like practicing all day and they're just in the music world and sometimes it's super dope but often it's just like their music sounds so musicy it's like so it's like a typewriter yeah and like, like you want to hear humanness like it's very like rigid and calculated sort of yeah and i'm interested in something that is like a reflection of like the human experience it's it just way more than just music something that has personality Honest, yeah. honesty, honesty also i get bored like i like doing lots of things right. and i'm yeah. i like that yeah and that's part was, of the enjoyment of music is you know the continuous nuances um for sure and yeah what were you gonna say i was just like this morning um <clears throat> there's there's some real incredible musicians alive right now um and you see people on instagram you can find i mean you see people that you're just like wow i will never sound like that yeah um the one guy i'm thinking of in particular right now i'm not gonna say his name uh but he's a profoundly amazing pianist um and musician but you know he can play shit that's like it's like art tatum kind of um that level sometimes and people are uh, people send me i remember when he first came on the scene people would send me links to him and like he's amazing but i also there's this place that i was thinking about today is just like yo like i wouldn't want to be him i wouldn't want to be perfect i wouldn't want to be able to play any virtuosic thing that i wanted because like dude like i'm 28 bro like i don't want to get bored you know i like that i can't play certain shit um I like that I have to play what I can right now. You know, I like that um, that uh, failure and yearning that comes out of out of not being profoundly blessed or gifted. Um, that said, like I think you can be gifted in other ways, just not just uh, in perfect execution of musical ideas. Yeah, being able to like dominate everyone with your flawless technique. Yeah, uh, I think that's way overrated. Yeah. Also, doesn't pay the See, bills sometimes. Like, I want to make, uh-huh. money, and I want something that people can yeah. enjoy. And yeah. some something music, gets... something that you know can is imperfectly executed, um, and but can still be, you know, fun and engaging, and also something that both yourself and others connect with. Um, for sure. And this is what Anthony just said, kind of posed a question that I think about frequently. And I'm interested to see what you guys think is, would you rather like be really good at a few things or know a little bit about a lot of things? Well, I I think that there's enough time in your life to actually know a, a decent amount about a decent amount of things. So I guess that's somewhere in between, but I don't know. I'd ra- I'd rather have specialties. I think specialties are cool. I I think specialties are going out of style right now. Like we, I mentioned graphic design. Now a graphic designer is like expected to do video, typography, logos, illustration, yeah. and like back in the day there was a job for each of those things, and I think that's really cool. Like I like that idea. Yeah. Being able to do something really well, but also I think it's cool to. Like as a drummer, 
and uh, to be able to do all sorts of different styles like that is valuable to me but there's also certain things that i know i want to zone in on yeah 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 anthony what do you think would you rather know a lot about <laughs> i agree i'm taking the obvious i agree with avi i think specialties are i i would rather have specialties um that doesn't mean you can't be good at other things, but I mean, to become very well known in, in one thing, well learned in just one thing is quite a task. And especially in modernity, man, like, yeah, like it's a lost art to be have specialties. Um, I mean, like, I don't know, dude, how many people do you know that can like build a fucking chair? You know? I actually know a few, but, but yeah, I'm, yeah. A hipster, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hipster, apparently. So. I only hang out with carpenters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that. I Yeah, I don't know. I think about that all the time. Like, would I rather, like, know a lot, fixated on, like, just a select, like, couple things and get really, really good at those things? Or do I want to spread myself out into a lot of different things and not necessarily be an expert in any of them, but still have like, you know, like a general knowledge about more things. I, don't, I, I, I think about that all the time. Um, I'd say I'm more, I'm kind of in the line of you guys. Like, for example, like I know a lot, I know a lot about music. I mean, I don't play, but like, I have like a lot of music knowledge, like in terms of artists. Mm -hmm. I know a lot about movies, but I know absolutely nothing about sports. And I'm Same. okay with that. <laughs> Me too. You have to be selective in life, even like with, you know, people you want to be around. I'm like realizing like, I, I can try to get along with everybody and be nice to everybody, but that doesn't mean I need to have them in my life or invite them over or whatever. And like, I'm, I'm becoming cool with that. It's cool to be selective. It reminds me that I miss you, bro. I want to hang out with you. I know we have to. So we, that's we, let's all get together, do some uh, food stuff at my house or something. Yeah, let's slap. Let's do it. Smash. <laughs> that would be oh, fun. I like this new uh, orientation, Anthony. Oh, you're what? moving. Just different frame. Yeah. So fun part of the podcast is that I got a gig, so I'm gonna stay on podcast, but I'm gonna also be getting ready for a gig. So really. Like, Oh, it's okay. kind of like that car carpool karaoke show now. Are you so, peeing? No, I'm filling up my water <laughs> bottle. I'm right, well, like, damn, have... sweet stream, bro. <laughs> that is that is a good segue into my next question, which is how did you guys meet? Um. Oh, I actually, I also have to leave in like five minutes. I got a gig playing music with uh, my mama. Some Jewish <laughs> stuff. For real. I That's think great. we, I remember I went to a jam session when I was in like high school and not a jam session, actually. No, it was like a show at hotel Metro that Anthony and Devin were playing. I don't think you remember this, but I sat in with you guys and I must've been like 17 or something and played a play like Ooh. a blues or something. And then uh, risque. I don't remember how we reconnected. I think Maybe we were friends on social media, and then maybe I think you hit me up for a gig. I don't remember. I hit you up. I hired you for a gig. Um, I don't remember. I honestly don't remember you sitting in. Yeah, I know but, you. Don't. 
maybe I will remember that someday because it's probably I, that's in fine. there. I'm not but, hurt um, by it. No, what I do remember is that you were uh, always posting videos of like you started playing along to like Mark Juliana tracks and stuff. And uh, you were playing all these like break beats and shit. And I needed someone for a gig and I liked what you were doing. So um, I hired you. And that was, I think that was a, I think that was a, a Metro Market. Store gig. Yeah. One of yeah. my favorite gigs, Metro Market, four to eight at the bar. Super great. Yeah. Pays yeah. well. It's end yeah. at eight o'clock. I love that. I would have loved to get drunk at the Metro Market bar and pull, watch you guys play. It, it was, was a hang, dude. $2 taps always. Not oh, bad. Yeah. yeah. Just a bunch of creepy people coming in. Yeah, there was a weird, some weird vibes. <laughs> well, since we're on a time frame, I'll, I'll, uh, I just have a couple more questions that we'll yeah. kind of zoom through. So first, so Anthony, you want to tell us? How <laughs> we're going to zoom through. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's great anthony tell us a little bit about your most recent father sky song see me uh you want to just share a brief uh story behind that one yeah let me just get the angle so i can change my shirt your room looks great dude (laughs) thanks quarantine has put me into uh i've been buying a lot of plants so i don't feel so lonely are you on unemployment not current, not this month. Oh, you did? You got an unemployment cast? Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, the See Me song. There's a lo- oh, <laughs> there's a quick frame of my hairy back in there. It's um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I wasn't bothered by it. <laughs> Abby's pickle daddy. I'm just daddy. <laughs> um, see me. There's a local filmmaker, uh, Brian Cluen, who made a, a film called Deer Lights, the short film. It's sort of an absurdist film, which I don't know what that means. See me came out of that film because I, I produced a bunch of soundscapes for that record or that film. And, uh, and then he made, he wanted me to like, do a sing song like a father sky song at the end so i wrote one and then a few months later i started getting more into production on uh logic so i decided to make it a single and vamp it up with some synths and some beats <laughs> so yeah that's what that that's all about dope uh what are you uh working on now well i just sold a bunch of shit upgraded my ableton and i'm switching over nice. to the ableton daw and uh, I ordered a new sound uh, interface. interface. Yeah, and um, getting ready to uh, start working on more stuff to release. So um, also like starting to put more trust in myself, put more trust in the process of, dis- of exploration. Um, because it's really fun trying to write music on these DAWs because like if you don't know what you're doing it creates all these opportunities to come up with things that you would have you wouldn't have come up with had you known how to use the program the unknowables I've heard a producer talk about those all those things you yeah I had no idea that they could even be there I love that yeah I love it it's really exciting mm-hmm. 
So, cause I mean, that's the goal. Like you don't want to like create things that, you know, you want to discover and create things as you go yeah. anyway. So, um, well, cool. Well, we'll be looking for that on break and entering. Um, just let me know when you drop. Oh, yeah. Avi, uh, um, so you're currently playing with, with this one, um, but you're also playing with Ethan Keller right now, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I play with whoever when there's gigs and they hire me. I don't know if I'm like, I guess I would, I am part of Ethan's band. He has like a set band that he plays with all the time. But a lot of people that I play with, like Anthony, like we'll just, he, he'll get a gig or I'll get a gig. And then. Dude, I want to, we got to play that gig at the Italian place again. The food. Oh yeah. That was like a private party. That was very fun. Uh, yeah. That was a good gig. Nice. How, so when gigs were normally a thing, were you doing like hundreds a year? Typically, I wouldn't say that much, but probably probably more not, than fifty. Like most, not as much as Yanni. <laughs> does Yanni do a hundred a hundred gigs a year? That'd be something awesome. Like, something like that. He does a lot. I know That's Nick crazy. Lang drums a lot too, but yeah. he's also in like ten projects. Yeah. So I don't know. I've I have hot times, and then I've some times that are slow. You just kind of do the uh, well. You're also like you said, you know, you're, you're an artist in many different ways, your creative, your creativity manifests in a lot of different ways. So it's cool that, you know, you get to devote time to, you know, a little bit of all the things you like. Totally. But to all your the point about, you are. whoa, jazz song. <laughs> to, your, to your point though, like I find myself spreading myself thin and like being involved with too many things, not specializing. So I'm like trying to do that more. I'm looking for a practice space right now. That's kind of like priority because I don't really have a place to play drums. So I'm trying to go get deep into that again. I, it's been a minute. So what kind of yeah. drums do you play with right now? Like what brand? Yeah. I have uh, this Slingerland bass drum from the 40s that I really like. And then with that, I have like this Tama Silver Star. Yeah. Superstar, I don't remember. Uh, snare and floor time. I have like kind of a Franken kit of just like different things that I like together. Oh, hell yeah. Well, yeah. uh, well, um, melting pot kit. That's right. Hell yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Dude, this thank was you. Fun. Yeah. So I ask everyone the same two questions on the way out. So, real keep it quick because I know you okay. guys have to go. All good. Um, Avi, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Oh man. I think I just want to like just feel like I have a career. I think that's what's been I've been thinking about a lot is just like solid path doing things that I want and able to make money from that. Yeah. I want to just figure that out. Yeah, I feel that. Anthony, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night is probably my the overconsumption of caffeine that I um, oh yeah quite literally and, yeah <laughs> yeah no literally it's very literal thing yeah and your toenails and the, toenails. the world's the world's a crazy place but the world's always been a crazy place and it always will be a crazy place regardless of what i do so yeah i don't really lose sleep over anything going on there's always been you know a bunch of crazy shit going on i'll actually you tell know. you something this is something i really do lose sleep over you know that song uh, about john jacob jingleheimer schmidt Oh God! His yes. name was my name too. Yeah. Can you believe yeah. that he met another guy named John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt? <laughs> what are the odds of that? 
Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Oh yeah, that is um, that is a pressing, a, a pressing question uh, of our time for sure. I just can't even believe that they met each other. That's crazy. Yeah, man, wild. Yeah. All right, and then or Avi, what puts you to sleep? Uh, puts you to sleep. Probably marijuana. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. A, a Jew that smokes weed. How original. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Anthony, what, what puts you to sleep? Um, exhaustion. Or my will. Depending on what uh, the strata of phenomena has led to that day. <laughs> Is that even a sentence? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to get really out. Actually, Not genuinely, caffeine. what I, I am blessed that I have a beautiful girlfriend and we live together and we've got a really pretty kitty and that makes me really comfortable at night. You guys ever need a second kitty? Let me know. Yeah, I'll, you... be your ki- I'll be your kitty. <laughs> You'll eat cat food from a... <laughs> I'll just say I'm a cat. I'll just oh, okay. say I'm a cat. Oh, so like a figurative thing. I don't know. You want to open up that bucket of worms, Avi? We can talk about it later. Do you, do you, you're gonna start, okay. Start purring. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. I purr. Just ask any of my lovers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Um, this no, let's do really it again. Fun. Yeah, this is really fun. You guys are dope. Let's... This is part one. Yeah, it'll be part of uh, the start of a franchise. Let's keep this Great. dialogue open. Actually, we'll make some food in my house and hang out. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to come have some food if uh, I can. I can bring, uh, I don't know, some records or something. I don't Perfect. Know. I love yeah, it. Yeah, make bring some fucking Valvita ass taco dip. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you guys go then. Um, for everyone watching, thanks for tuning in. Hope you chuckled. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Ben.